This is Muhammad Ali, author of the greatest fights you've ever seen. And you're listening to Boxed with Teddy and Howard. And they're bad. They're bad men. Welcome to Boxed, where two guys handicap the authors you're reading. I'm Teddy Ellis. And this is Howard Cosell. Tonight's bout is between Craig Davidson and Nick Corbin. First, a little bit about the fighters. Craig Davidson, a.k.a. Audiard, a.k.a. The Rifleman, a.k.a. Urban Brawl, lives in the Seracore Projects of Cataract City. He has authored such books as The Fighter and Rust and Bone. Step into the ring with him, and he'll be sure to send you on a real rocket ride. Nick Harpin, a.k.a. The B-More Bullet, a.k.a. Old Sudfoot, a.k.a. The Notorious N.I.K., hails from Baltimore, Maryland. Well, he is a father, a husband, and a fiend for fish tacos. His work includes Punching Paradise and Bar Scars. Opponents have been known to get red on them. <coughs> Round one, short stories. Hey, Howie? Howard. Yeah, right. Listen, Howie, I got something to admit. I ain't much of a reader. But that's what we do here. We need to read the author's work in order to properly call a winner. I just figured I could lend my expertise in other areas. Like what, Teddy? Like in my natural charm and charisma. Right. Well, I suppose that means the Davidson-Corpin fight officially ends in a draw. <coughs> Check back next week for a real treat. Jonathan Franzen versus everyone. It's sure to be a Royal Rumble extravaganza. And I'll be sure I read up beforehand. This time, Teddy, you won't have to worry about it. Trust me. So until then, this is Howard Cosell. Now I'm Teddy Atlas. Keep bleeding. Welcome to Booked, where two guys talk about stuff. That's all I got for this week. <laughs> um, you don't have a name either, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Livius Nedden. This is Rob Olson. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here this week. I'm uh, Rob Olson. Um, it obviously, as you can tell, uh, a little bit of a different format for this week. We're back to an interlude episode, and I have to take the blame for that. Um, but before I explain it, we're going to talk about what happened at the top of the episode. Yeah, so what you heard there was uh, AAA, A. Adam Otten, close friend of this show. Um, and uh, that was a little uh, that was Adam's take on something that we mentioned in passing that I'm sure Rob and I both forgot about immediately <laughs> after we after it came up about making the show edgier, like the time we tried to spell booked with an X. <laughs> Which um, in, when I was when I was editing the audio for that episode, when you said that, I just I couldn't stop laughing. I, at the time, I didn't realize how funny it was, but in post, it was I was near tears. You know, that's that's what it is. And, you know, I think Chuck Palahniuk put it best. Sometimes <laughs> you hear something or you read something and it's not great immediately. But later on in life and for you, like two hours after I said it, it was pretty funny. Hilarious. Chain, life changing. Yeah. I suggest that listeners go back and listen to at least 200 of our episodes. Because um, there's probably other things in there that they will now at this point in their life find funny or entertaining or insightful that maybe they didn't initially yeah livius's jokes are usually better the second time you hear them <laughs> i don't know god damn it, i don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> i was gonna say thank you and i was like wait a minute hold on so books, so uh, yeah boxed. here's the four yeah so so that was boxed um i have a feeling 
that between now and the end of the episode, you might hear a slightly different take on the edgier booked podcast. That's right. Um, so here's the format. Rob mentioned a different format for this episode. Uh, here's what this uh, this format's going to be like. Um, so, Rob, what, what have you been up to? All right. So uh, in the last episode, we were, we're it was the second part of our city lit reading, and at the end of it, we promised that we were going we were going to be reviewing um, what was it the supernatural ele- supernatural elements, right? Yes. Yeah. Supernatural enchantments. Enchantments. That was really close. I read it, and I don't remember what it's called. Remind me to tell you about that too. <laughs> Um, and it, enhancements, enhancements, <laughs> enhancements. <laughs> this book really stuck with us. Yeah. Um, due to some unanticipated increase in workflow. So, okay, here's what it is. I work for a major electronics company that I won't name. And, um, this past weekend, um, the weekend of the 19th, uh, there was a, a release of a new product that has taken up a lot of my time. I'm not going to say what that is. Um, but I've been doing a lot of work lately, so I haven't had much time outside of the paying job to uh, to focus on books and stuff like that. You know, I also had some stuff going on at work, and I also work for a company whose uh, name I won't disclose. But I was in training meetings all day uh, today, actually. Um, there were 11 uh, different training sessions, and in four of them, the company that you work for came up, but those vendors also wouldn't mention that company by name. How anybody is able to get to your products when no one will say <laughs> the name of those products? Absolutely beyond me. Oh, they did the whole like I'm not going to say who, but blah blah blah. Yes, yes. Why would that be? I wonder why they wouldn't disclose. I don't. I name. don't know. But it was really weird, and you know, I was probably a little more sensitive to it because of my relationship with you than anybody else in the room <laughs> was. Because I've heard you say that, yeah, like I'm not going to say what it is, and they the exact same thing. Probably for the exact opposite reasons, though, I'm guessing. Probably. Um, yours is that you clearly don't want to be associated with it. Clearly. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, I did read the book. And oddly enough, someone asked me a, a mutual acquaintance that you and I have um, that you worked with in a previous life that I currently <laughs> work with. Asked me, uh, oh, what book are you guys reviewing? And I was like, um, uh... <laughs> Uh, and I threw out the name of the next book because I actually remembered what that was. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I couldn't think of the supernatural enhancements. This is the supernatural wow. elements. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's, uh, um, I mean, definitely tune in for that review. We'll probably do it a lot more justice then than we are now. Livius and I are both tired for different reasons. We both had long days, but we didn't want to make people wait for another episode, so... We decided we'd uh, we'd bring some some uh, an interlude to the table and talk about some other stuff. Yeah, so I have uh, I have been doing a little bit of reading. Um, first, I'd like to say I know I brought up Mac Bull on the Executioner series um, on here previously as my probably one of my uh, one of the biggest contributing factors to the amount of books I read now or these books that I read when I was um, a youngster. So I took the uh, the little break I had in my reading schedule to read for the first time in, I don't know, 23, 24 years, a newer Mac Bullen book. It was pretty goddamn cool. Huh. To revisit a character. Now, recently I reread the first like four or five in the series I mean, over the last year. But this was the first one I read where Bullen has been brought into like the modern age. So. 
How does it hold up having skipped it for, well, I mean, I guess just to reread the ones recently, it's not as. Yeah, no, you know what? I think yeah. it held up well. I did go. There's a there's a Facebook group for, for fans of this series, and, and I did go on there and ask for recommendations of, like, good recent. So I didn't pick up a random book. I actually asked, and several people kind of agreed that a book called Prison Code, which came out um, last year, was one of the better ones. I got a little bit to talking with the author, who's also part of that group, because he's written, like, 30 of these books. Um, and, uh, after talking to him, I said, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go pick this up. So I bought it on Amazon. All the newer ones are available digitally. And, uh, it was nice. It was, it was good. It was just, it was very weird kind of in the way I imagine people who have been fans of like Batman for a long time. Cause Batman's at like 50 years now, I think right. which is the same amount of time that Bolt Bolton started in 68. So it, you know, it, it's going on 40 years. Um, <clears throat> all the older ones, like now, like, you know, like he picks up a cell phone and calls somebody, which is weird to somebody who read, you know, 60 <laughs> or so of the books. <laughs> and, you know, he had to find like a payphone or like, you know, like breaking into someone's house to make a phone call. So it was a little weird to see some of them, you know, satellite technology coming into play. So, you know, he hasn't aged at all in 40 years, <laughs> you know, to keep the character vital. Um, like South Park. You know, along the lines of Batman, Superman might have a little bit more of an excuse because he's alien. That's why Batman first came to mind. <laughs> you know, like Batman and this, like the Adam West Batman yeah. is supposed to be the same Batman we saw in the Dark Knight movies. So for somebody to see that progression or that that change, that updating, that's kind of how I felt. So, right. Has Batman only been around like 50 years? Yeah, I think something like that. I, I think, well, I want to say I remember there being a 50th anniversary. Hmm. sometime in my lifetime <laughs> so he can't be any more than 90 years all right we're gonna try no that's a good point we're gonna try some livia style um searching you ready for this uh, already on it how old is batman let me think about that the answer is 25 years two months 30 days Oh, the movie okay. Batman came out 25 oh. years ago. I was like, wow, she came up with like a birth date for him. Um, it looks like in the 1950s. When was that Batman was created? The answer is Wednesday, January 12th, 1966. Yeah, see, that's not right. 1939. Oh, man. Oh, that was when the utility bell was invented. No. The first Batman oh, the TV story show. Okay. The case of the Chemical Syndicate was published in Detective Comics in 1939. So I guess he was 50 in 1989. Which makes I got to learn how to be more specific with my questions. I think I'm, I'm doing. I was doing Livia style research. You definitely were. Um, but you know what? It's it's funny because yeah, I typed in Batman into Google. That was my search just because I wanted to pull it up on Wikipedia. I thought that would be the fastest. But um, tonight is the first episode of Gotham, the the kind of right. prequel story. Um, that you know they're doing. What's your thoughts on that? Because it's essentially Gotham City when, at the time when Bruce Wayne's parents are killed. Yeah, right? I, I think that there is um, a lot, uh, a lot of potential in this, and uh, I'm a fan of the TV show Arrow, which I think is done probably a little more family style than I expect Gotham to be. Um, and I think they do a pretty good job with it. So it's kind of interesting to see it. It's going to have all your classic villains, um, you know, so, so that's exciting. And the, the, the guy that plays the guy that plays uh, Commissioner Gordon, do you know what, what show he's following from? Um, I'm going to guess Vampire Diaries or Gossip Girl. The OC. 
Damn it, that was going to be my third choice. I'm not <laughs> even lying. So that already makes the show awesome. That the, a great, a great um, Adam Brody, a great actor who played a great character on a brilliant TV show that ran for four years, <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, returning to television. He did something in between that where it was, I don't know, like one of those like TV cop shows or whatever. I couldn't be bothered to watch that. But I'm totally going to watch Gotham. I'm interested to check it out. Um, all the good, all the TV is coming back. I almost said good TV, but I'll just leave it at TV. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice if only the good TV oh. came back. <laughs> the bad stuff's coming back too. But hey, I'm when's excited. Hannibal come back? Um, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be early next year. Um, but uh, black. The good news is Blacklist coming back like tomorrow, I think, or tonight. I think tonight. Yeah. Yeah excited for some james spader if anybody's a regular listener to the podcast you'll know that we love our james spader mm-hmm. we do and i'm uh, i'm looking forward to see what direction that show takes gotham or blacklist blacklist i'm just some looking stuff, forward to some stuff came down at the end of last season so the direction of the show is a little bit different than it was through the majority of the first season it's true yeah i want to see i just i just don't care it, it, there's okay there's <laughs> I have one of these little like weird confessions. So, um, there's an episode. So the first the first ser- season of Blacklist kind of was broken up into two parts, and the, there was ten episodes in the first part, and then the rest of the season was the second part. And the first episode of the you know second part is um, right after some bad stuff happened to Red, and one of his uh, entourage was was killed. Seal, yeah, Seal. No, Seal lived. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but some bad stuff happened to him. The Asian uh, woman. Yes. Yeah, she got killed. And so the, the first episode when you come back is basically like revenge episode. And he just goes around murdering a ton of people. And it's all set to like a Johnny Cash song. And it's it's amazing. <laughs> I've watched that episode like seven times in the last week. I think now that you say that, I think that we should kind of go back and rewrite every James Spader movie and TV show with a scene where he kills everybody else that's in the show. (laughs) It's like in Boston legal, he goes back and kills all those people from the practice, um, on the office, (laughs) you know, there's a bunch of people he can kill. I just think about how much better those shows would be. Oh man, that would be so wonderful. And he's just got that like super calm James Spader approached everything where he just looks at you for an almost uncomfortable amount of time before he does whatever it is he's going to do. Mannequin. <laughs> he goes back and kills the mannequins? Yeah, he kills everybody. <laughs> the, the the flamboyantly gay man who works in the store. Did I tell you I watched Mannequin recently? Runs him over with the pink Cadillac? Yeah. I, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I know. What's going on. I used to watch Mannequin all the time when I was young. My lifelong time. goal to be a window designer for isn't that what the guy did like window designing yes. for department yeah. stores yep. or something? Yep, yeah. department store window design. Oh, what was what that guy's name? What was that actor's name? Oh fuck! If only there was a way. If only. For just, episodes like this, I think I just have to have IMDb pulled up. <laughs> well, we're not talking about books. It's always movies or TV shows. That's all we do. Let's see, IMDb mannequin. Andrew McCarthy, that's who I was thinking that's, of. Yes, that, that is him. Oh, man, I got to watch that show again. Kim Cattrall, I forgot she was in that. James Bader, boom. 
Yeah, he plays such a small role, and he's kind of terrible at it. He's not terrible ever. No. I don't think James Spader's ever given a bad performance. I swear, I was just scrolling through the notes, and I saw a Adam Otten somewhere on IMDb. The man's <laughs> haunting us. He's already yeah, changing it's, it's, things that we just started talking about. We haven't even posted the, uh, the episode. The book podcast movie is in development. So, Oh, man, that would be so cool. We just, it's, it'd be terrible. It would all be audio. <laughs> oh, anyway, where did we? How did we get down to the man to, to talk about mannequin movies or TV shows? Good TV shows coming back. Oh, Gotham, and we we're talking about Batman because of the Bolin. See, yeah, boom. 50, all right, there it is. 50, all right, fifty degrees of James Spader. I want there to just be one degree of James Spader with me. I just want to hang out with James Spader is what I'm trying to say. It's a little cold. You should look for like a body temperature James Spader. <laughs> He'd be dead. I want James Spader in my meat freezer. Oh, God. Jesus. All right. In the interest of keeping true to our name, we should talk about books, even if they're in a non-traditional format. Don't you agree? The cop outside my apartment doesn't. <laughs> oh, is there? Is he like cop knocking on your door? You need to go? No. Did you hear that little burp? No. Oh, oh! That means it didn't come through on the recording. So everybody listening is like, "What is Rob talking about?" Like, Maybe I'll insert a like a, I'll insert like a really cartoonish car, uh, like police noise. Yeah, like the Keystone Cops. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. We should probably talk about some stuff that's actually printed on things or with words involved. All right. How many comic books have we reviewed? We did the um, the, the Frank Bell, the Frank Bell Crow one, Pestle. That was it, right? Yes. I'm sure we'll get an angry email from somebody else whose comic book we reviewed at some point. Well, here's the thing. And you and I have had this conversation off the air. I don't know if we ever have on the air. I really want to like comic books. <laughs> I try to like comic books. And I could, I never seem to have a, an easy time getting into them. So I've tried numerous times in just the last few years we've been doing this show. But I did get to talk to our good friend Andy Bergen. You remember him? Andy Bergen. So Andy is the author of Tobacco Stained Mountain Goat, which we reviewed here. Who's Killing the Great Capes of Haropa, which we did not review here. Um, there's another one, Goth City, Crazy Chick, something or another. Anyway, charging something goth, something or other. Very good. Yes, that one. So he got to talking, and he has been doing um, his own comic book called Bullet Gal. And then there was the, the graphic novelization of Tobacco Stained Mountain Goat. So we got talking on the internet the other day, and I said, you know what, Andy, buddy, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Just because you know he hates being called Andy, but we can't figure out how to actually say his name. So even though he told us, yeah, he did. He did. We could take an hour, go back, listen to that episode, and find out. It's Andres, right? Andres, Andres. I think it's Andres. I think you're right. Um. So I decided I would give Bullet Gal a chance, and you know what? I'm only two issues in. The digital copies of them. This is pretty goddamn cool. And here's why. Not only has it got this like kind of crazy noiry murder feel to it, but it's not illustrated in a traditional way. So I actually had to ask him about this because, all right, so it looks and feels a little bit like um, Sin City. Okay. Like really the movie stylized. Sin City, I wouldn't know what the, yeah, I wouldn't know what the, the comic book looked like because that's one that I thought I'd want to read, but yeah, it just, I just couldn't do it. Um, all right. So, he says, because I asked him about this, he said he used to do collage-based comic strips, um, heavily influenced by Dada and Terry Gilliam. 
Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> for a weekly public service newsletter, all cut and paste of photos with scissors combined with drawings to fill in the gaps and photocopied all the hell to pixelate and distort it. So, obviously, there are easier ways to do this now via computers. Um, I don't know when he was doing those, but apparently he was actually cutting and pasting shit out of, like, newspapers and magazines and stuff. Jesus. Yeah, so it's got this really, really cool feel to it. So I'm totally looking forward there. I believe uh, issue six may have just come out. So I'm totally looking forward to this. Um, I strongly urge anybody who's interested in comic books. Of course, I wouldn't know what people who like comic books like. So uh, <laughs> I strongly urge anybody who's interested in that. Um, go check these out. Uh, you can buy the uh, digital or sorry, digital copy of Bullock Album number one is free. You can get a print issue. It's, it's like kind of like a mini issue. The first one. Um, for a dollar, but I believe that's a, a Japanese dollar because I believe he lives in Japan. So I don't know what that translates to into American currency. It could be like four thousand dollars. It's probably um, accurate. Yeah, I'm going to give you the web address so you can check it out yourself. <laughs> it is. This is gonna be tough. Iffy business, I F F Y B I Z, edgy, N E S S. <laughs> Iffy business. Weebly. W E E B L Y. Dot com. Um, and, and then uh, slash bullet gal one, but I think if you just go to that first one, you'll you'll get uh, um, uh, uh, some different options for what you can get from if question mark comics, which is uh, Mr. Bergen's imprint for uh, for comic books. There you go. But dude, totally cool stuff. Um, you know, like I said, that first one you should just download it just to get a look at it, even if you're not interested necessarily in in reading the whole thing, you know, or, or in the comic book thing. You should just see how these are done because it's really cool. There's a couple of them I've been like, ah, I gotta like screenshot this on my computer and, and change my like Facebook banner to it. Nice. Like that's how cool some of this stuff is. So I will probably have a little bit of a follow up review once I'm through uh, six issues. You know what you just did to all of our listeners? No. What are the things that I hate the most? Mm. When like someone's like, oh, you read books, you'll totally love this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's but I, I did defend myself by saying if you like comic books, but I don't know what comic book people like. So yeah, I mean, you should have just said if you like this, you're definitely like this, dude. I don't know. You know what? All I did was tell people what to read, and you know what? This is all your fault because I believe the whole thing was your idea anyway. The whole <laughs> telling people what to read, <laughs> not the Andy Bergen stuff. I'm taking full credit for that. It is actually. Um, it's funny because uh, going back to the the origins of the podcast, and this is just completely random. Um, there's a letter, not a letter, because it's not the 1980s, but uh, <laughs> like an email I sent to Livius, and um, I ended up saving the text from that because it's an email and it's digital; it doesn't go away. Um, explaining the the idea to do possibly a podcast and reading it, it's surprising. We can kind of kind of pick through it and see how much of it actually ended up being how the original vision was. You, All right, so you want me to go for it? Let me attack paragraph one. All right, here we go. Can I read some of this out loud? Like, is that is that okay? I mean, it's your stuff. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, right. this is just my um, unprotected thoughts about doing something with Livius, like in this in this style. So we're going to do it uh, word for word. All right, I wouldn't want to do a podcast or blog about books if we were reading mass market New York Times bestseller books. All right, so we failed there a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Occasionally. Well, occasionally we do, and I think it's important that we do. I think we have the opportunity to help bring attention to authors that don't get a lot of mainstream time by starting an obscure podcast by lesser known podcasters. 
that, so that, we are uh, definitely lesser. Yeah, we are definitely lesser known podcasters. I'm not anymore, of course. Um, All right, I got. You got more comments on that? No, just just that. Yeah, I think that we did hit a lot of stuff that wasn't very mainstream. Yeah, and especially at the beginning, the the origins of the podcast were very um, indie authors, and then we built up to more mainstream stuff. Um, here's the second paragraph. I've been because I even in my emails do paragraphs. I've been thinking about formats and stuff, and I like the idea of a book club style format. We can talk about a book we both read, then name drop name drop the book we're reading next. Interspersed in the conversation can be book related and non book related talk too. I think that uh, I think we've accomplished that. I think that we're spot on. All right, this next fucking Rob Stradamus right here. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. There's no comma after, obviously, of course, because Rob doesn't believe in commas. Part of it could include promoting our stories, zines, etc. So let's see. How many stories did we promote? Well, we promoted one. There was there was one of your stories appeared in the book anthology. That's damn right. Yeah, so we hit that, I guess. <laughs> zines, no, no. Assuming that we start creating published stuff more frequently or more with any frequency at all. More frequently than not at all. <laughs> If we actually get any kind of listenership, we get even call for submissions. Ding. That's happened. Nice, dude. Holy shit. It's like a time capsule thing, and now we can see what predictions came through. And do other interactive things as well. So I think we've done some readings. That's right. Uh, the book anthology was a call for submissions that wound up being a published book. We've um traveled you know, to there's, events like book you know, author events and stuff. We have. Um AWP. There is, there is the book that no one uh, will ever read outside of a very, very small group of people. That's right. FCJR. That's correct. Um, so, yeah, there's been some interactive stuff, too. Huh. All right. So you ready for this? Yep. It would be fun to try something out and see what happens. I've noticed that the most successful podcasts typically have a theme, but allow the general format to evolve naturally over time. Yeah, we've evolved. It's a lot more racist than it was at the beginning. So much more racist. <laughs> it evolved. Oh, so much more discussion about racism. Let's 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 say that. Or there's it's more probably. of a racism focus. Yes, this is very true. Um, yeah. Um, so if we decide to do a podcast, this means that I'll probably have to start making notes about the books I'm reading and possibly even get to know about the authors. Author interviews? Question mark? Absolutely. Which is funny because you know we've said before on a show because we never thought we'd do author interviews, but yeah. apparently. You did. The door was open to that. So it's just fucking insane. All right. So this has been 220 episodes. And just looking back at this now and seeing like how what we ended up making this was so dead on to what, you know, was kind of like the ideal, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the optimal. Like if if we were doing it, this is what we'd want it to be. We fucking did it, man. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why the fuck isn't there a paragraph in here about how this is all we do for a living? Because <laughs> I'm not stupid. Because that would have been nice to be like, see, look at this. Yeah, maybe Remember if I had the last time that. you had to work a real job. <laughs> <sighs> maybe if I had written that, we'd be just like living it up, rolling around be. in podcast money. We could be. Instead, it says thoughts. My thought, my email is probably like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Anyway. Now, now, but but that wasn't the start. Um, Livia's actually started our first online collaborative effort. It was him. It wasn't me. You remember this? No. You don't remember? No. 
I'm not going to divulge what it was, <laughs> but I did do a picture of the day where it was a picture of my face every day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that was, we were doing that before we were talking about a podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. But that was our first time that we collaborated yes. on something yes. together. I'm sorry. I was trying to think. I was like, I don't, we did like episode one. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't remember how we came to get to episode one. Yep. But yes, yes, we did. Yeah. So out of the ashes of that very unsuccessful, although somewhat actually successful blog. Yeah. Yeah. The cocaine bear. <laughs> still <laughs> blowing up on Google still is. <laughs> oh, I can't stop laughing about that cocaine bear. Yeah. All right. Everybody now is Googling cocaine bear. Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. I, I pity whoever stumbles across the actual blog. Yes. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, there was an unintended walk down memory lane, right? Yeah, it was. And a good idea, too, because we didn't have a lot of, <laughs> have a lot of material <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> so. Wow. All right. We did it, man. We did it. We did it. We're done. So we're done now? This is that final episode? No. <laughs> Hell no. Okay. I'm going to write like you an updated letter. We're done. <laughs> good thing we didn't read this letter 120 episodes ago. We'd be like, yeah, we, we this is it. We did it. I mean, there's some obvious omissions from the, the letter. Like, maybe one day we'll be uh, um, hanging out at parties with Chuck Palahniuk, but not talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, or that we would have uh, stalkers sending us in audio clips based on every little thing that we say. That wasn't in there. That was not in there. No, no. Um, let's see what else wasn't in there. What else do we do? That's it. That's all we do. That's it. We we wouldn't say that we would inspire many other inferior podcasts. <laughs> No, no, I don't think that was in that first email, at least. <laughs> Definitely in subsequent emails. Oh, man. Yeah, and and we didn't say at some point we'd get so lazy and, and lackadaisical about the whole thing. We just have episodes where we don't even fucking review books or talk about anything really book-related. We just talk about ourselves for fucking an hour. <sighs> man, I gotta... It'll be the annotated letter that gets released in our biography after we're super rich. Oh, along with the blackmail reel. Oh, that's going to be so nice. Anyway, all right, we probably have Do other listeners know that we have a blackmail reel. Do we ever actually talk about it on the on recorded? <sighs> I have to imagine we have, but who knows anymore. Um, yeah, there's the blackmail file, and, and yeah, that's going to be a fantastic thing to drop on people. Yep. All right, reining it in a little bit. It's banned books week. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and it's like, I understand that it matters, but... It doesn't really to me. It doesn't to me either. I mean, the concept of banning books, A, in the United States, I don't even think it happens anymore and probably hasn't happened in a really long time. Well, not universally. I mean, I'm sure there's like individual school districts and stuff that won't let people, you know, you know, teach certain books and stuff like that. Um, but everything gets challenged now. It's not even like a banning. It's like a challenging. And the more challenged a book is, like the more controversial it is. But I don't think that there's like ever a situation where things get banned. The baby Jesus butt plug? Uh, yeah. I mean, that didn't even get banned. No. Um, I, I, here's the whole thing. I mean, think of the children. Like, not every book should be taught in schools. Whoa, here comes Livius, the bigot apologist. Well, but no, let's let's be serious. <laughs> Not all content is acceptable for all grade levels, right? 
So you have to think if you're going to go see a movie where there are naked breasts in it, you have to be 17, right? Or be with a, a, a parent or guardian. Yeah. So, I mean, there should be some books where, you know, it's just not up to the school to teach the book, I think, because of content. No, I agree. I mean, like, there's definitely like Emmanuel. That was some books, right? Like Lolita. Lolita. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, Nabokov, right? That's who did Lolita, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. But good. Good for you. Yeah. That probably shouldn't be taught in schools. I mean, not like. Maybe high schools, but not middle schools. I don't even know about high schools, man. I don't even know if it's. I mean, I don't. I don't know the whole Lolita story, but it's a guy who winds up like having a sexual relationship with like a young girl, right? Yeah, might not be the best thing to throw at some young girls. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're all they're all banging teachers anyway. Oh no, it's the it's the it's the female teachers are banging the. Yeah, Tampa is another book that probably shouldn't be taught in schools. So. <laughs> all right. All right, point taken. But that's not the band. I mean, maybe that was banned at some point. But like the banned books or like challenge books of today are are stuff like the like the uh, the um I never read them. The stupid ones that are like the Hunger Games. Those books, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, stuff like that. Which Fifty Shades of Grey should be banned just because it's fucking awful. Well, but that shouldn't be taught in high school either, because it's got sexual content. If you don't think it's as risque as you know the the average whatever housewife thought, yeah, that's fair. I mean, but that's the type of stuff. It's not like didn't didn't one school ban the Invisible Man? <laughs> Did we talk about this once? Yeah, but I think we were thinking about the wrong. Wasn't there multiple? Yeah, I think so, but Invisible? I still think that that's the H.G. Wells one. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's got like the ace gauze bandage like wrapped around his face. I don't know. It's discrimination against invisible folks. Do you know what should be banned is that new black book. That just sounds racist. <laughs> I was going to say, Rob, that might be the most racist thing you've ever said. <laughs> hey, hey, big shout out to, to Nick Corpin. When that scientific thing came out where they invented a black darker than black. <laughs> And he posted it on Facebook and said, uh, Richard. <laughs> oh, that, like his book being outdated. It was something. an actual new black. Oh, God damn. That's pretty cool, though, man. Did you actually look at any of that stuff? Uh, I didn't get it. I mean, like, I looked at the article and, and like, I'm, the thing that I was thinking is, like, if I'm looking at a picture of this on, like, a normal screen, is it going to be able to emulate the actual, like, effect of that color? You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was close, but I totally got the idea from the picture that they posted of what this black was like. I just want to live inside that black. Dude, it's done with like diodes. But it was funny because in that article, <laughs> it was like, they were like, oh, so the new like little black dress. And they were like, no, no, because it would just look like a disembodied head. <laughs> like you just, you understand your brain can't process this darkness. It just thinks there's nothing there. All right. So you want to hear something interesting about that? Mm. Um, shout out to my sci-fi nerds who might recognize this, but the, the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. I think in the second book, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, I believe that's the second book, um, there's a uh, like a spaceship that's made of um it's like a it's a it's it's a black colored spaceship, but it's so black that it just absorbs light. So it's like oh. it bends your mind, that type of thing. Like you can't really process what you're looking at. Douglas Adams predicted the future. There you go. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, ban books week. Um, sorry, we don't have more love for you. I, I just don't we like... should have read a banned book this week. Maybe <laughs> we did. We apparently banned reading books this week. So that's kind of the same thing. We banned. We kind of did banned books. books this week. Yeah. I don't like reading books about bands though. But that Rob Rob Robert's book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. That was good. That was very good. Dude, I guess Robert Bears is playing with those guys again. I don't know. I caught some wind of something online, so I looked up on YouTube and listened to some of uh, the urinals, like their early stuff. Yeah. Kind of interesting. But we read that Ray Cluley thing. That dude was in a band. And interestingly enough, because I sit here and scroll through Facebook usually while Rob's talking about something, but I just saw Amanda Gowan shared you know, those stupid quizzes. Like, which which teen vampire movie are you? <laughs> Motherfucking Twilight, right here. Um, <laughs> there is a which band book are you quiz. Oh, and get I out of think, here. Rob, I think we should take this. So here, let me let me get to the site. Well, we'll come back in a second. All right. All right, we are. <laughs> all right, we. I don't know why we're doing this, but yeah, we're on the same page together. We are ready to take this quiz live on the podcast. All right, so here, question number one is uh, pick a word. And there's a list of six words. Uh, Rob, would you like to read the words? Mortality, tradition, consumption, dignity, sexuality, or revolution. Now, should we give our words or should we keep it a secret? I think we should give them that way that people know what got us there or is it keeping yeah, I don't even understand some of these words I might need some help can I phone a friend you, um, don't, you don't know what dignity is do you <laughs> <laughs> no like consumption I don't understand does that mean like you're being consumed I took it as like I'm a consumer oh yeah I'm totally a fucking or like, consumer or like I mean it's an old timey word for yeah. tuberculosis well that's, like, that's what I was thinking I was like I don't that doesn't sound good I think that of these, I'm going to go with unconsumption. I'm going to have to go with sexuality. <laughs> That's just creepy. Okay, pick an image. Uh, I will try to describe these images. One of them is the Uncle Sam, I Want You. Okay. Uh, another one is probably a famous painting of some sort that I, I can't describe these images. One of them looks like uh, like the Stacy Sutra without a face. <laughs> Friend of ours. Second mention uh, of her on the podcast, by the way. Yep. Um, one of them's a little girl dancing. I don't. I don't know what any of this is. I'm gonna go with this picture, this old timey black and white picture of like this guy walking. He's like taller than a house. I don't know what this is. Like by the shed. Yeah. <laughs> but I went dude, with the, the, guy, the guy's like a lot taller than that shed. Oh well, yeah, of course you will. <laughs> All right, pick a city. <laughs> All right, pick here's city. the cities we can choose: Shelby, North Carolina; New York, New York; Dresden, Germany; Paris, France. Salisaw, Oklahoma, or Tehran, Iran, Iran. What kind of fuck am I supposed to choose? I got a, I got an A and a B, so I'm waiting to see what you got. What you go for? I, I guess I have to go with. Oh, God damn it! I don't know. Just pick whichever's closest to Romania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with with Paris, France, because they got a lot of assholes in Paris. I'm torn between New York and Dresden, Germany, but um, I'm going to go New York, New York. All right. Pick a song. I already know which one I'm picking. Huey <laughs> Lewis in the news, baby. Hip oh, to be square. Wow. Um, I'm not really I'm not really familiar with some of these songs. I know she blinded me with science. I don't know if I know Oliver Twist. This land is your land is not going to be my choice. 
Safe and Sound by Taylor Swift is sounding good, though, right? Love Taylor Swift. I don't love Taylor Swift. <sighs> it's either She Blinded Me With Science or t- the Taylor Swift song. Which do you think is more me? <laughs> I think the Blinded Me With Science. All right, that's what we're going to go with. Next one is Pick a Children's Book. Oh, this is Your awesome. Choices. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Madeline. The Three Little Pigs. Watership Down. A Wrinkle in Time or Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. It's in Wonderland. It's not showing up on my screen. Right. So. I know which one I'm going for. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. A, a Wrinkle in Time because I absolutely Dang. love that book. Pick a food. Oh, look. This looks like Rob's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, these foods are boring. Rice, yams, peaches, baguette, lamb stew, liquid meal replacement. <laughs> I'm going to go with lamb stew. Damn it, that's what I was going to go for, too. I guess I could take I, it, too. I think, yeah, I think we could both pick All the right. same thing. It's not one of the Pick other. a board game. I think it's two words. Why do they have one word? Mm. All right, here's the board games. Trivial Pursuit, Risk. It's weird. I was talking about board games at work today. Uh, Trivial Pursuit, Risk, Civilization, Backgammon, Trouble, or Monopoly? I'm all over the Trivial Pursuit. I'm going to be a risk. I'm taking a risk. Pick a career. Writer? No. Soldier? No. Investment banker? No. Ruler? Huh, yeah. <laughs> Farmer and scientist. <laughs> what would you pick there? I'm going to have to stop laughing to see what the other options are. Farmer, writer, soldier, ruler, investment banker, scientist. Well, <laughs> nobody wants to be a farmer, a writer, or a soldier. We all know that. Um, I don't want to be you a know, ru- lots of people want to be writers. I'm, I'm torn between ruler and scientist. Scientists get the ladies, man. That's all I'm going to say. Rulers get the ladies, too, usually by force. <laughs> Rulers take the ladies. Yeah. I'm going to go with scientist. That sounds more my style. Rob, pick your favorite color. Blue. All right. I'm on the yellow. Uh, pick a date. Uh, so, the dates are 2540, 1986, 1944, 1932, 1895, and 1994. I'm going to Persepolis 1 and 2 by Marjane Satrapi. I thought that was like a like a like a like a like a graphic novel or something. The story of a childhood by Marjane Satrapi. Now I have no idea what that is. Oh, here a there's a description. You're the boy or girl next door who has a healthy skin regimen. Nothing gives you as much joy as an artfully designed business card or listening to Huey Lewis in the news to unwind. You're a yuppie with a dark side who knows all about keeping up appearances. That's pretty damn accurate. (laughs) Are you ready for mine? Mm. You know that you would be able to right all wrongs in the world if only you were a prophet. In public, you must obey the rules, but in safety of your in the safety of your home, you can embrace your rebellious side. Sometimes you feel trapped between the traditions of the past and in a more modern future. That could not be more wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure this is scientific enough. I'm going to ban the results of this banned book quiz. 
<laughs> Speaking of things that should be banned, um, A. Adam Otten, part two. I promised it uh, earlier in the episode. Um, here is another take unbooked with an X. This is the Reverend Jesse Jackson, author of Legal Lynching, and you're listening to uh, Booked X. Keep hope alive. Welcome to Booked X, where two brothers tell you about the racist books they're reading. I am Livius Vlad Raculea 2000. And I'm Rob Robbie Malik Timbalish Bears. Tonight's book is Mein Kampf, by the honkies to all the honkies, Adolf <sighs> Gee, Livius, um, I don't think I can do this. It just seems so, you know, offensive. That's your problem, Rob. Always cuddling the minorities. Livius, bigot apologist. That's me. All right, I know that I get a little sensitive about things, and I probably overreact, but damn, that was just straight-up racist. You know, I took those uh, those online sensitivity courses you recommended after, uh, what was it, two, three episodes ago? Yeah. And, and I have to agree with you. Dude, not all Romanians sound like that, and I think that was terrible. <laughs> Is that... I'm not going to stand for this shit. That's the, that, that's the part that you thought was racist? Dude, did you hear him? All Romanians sound like Count Dracula. What is that? I mean, so far. Other than that, it was a spot-on Jesse Jackson impersonation. I gotta give him that. Wow. I mean, he did name drop Malik Tambali, which was good. But Malik, I didn't know if he knows this, but Malik Tambali, Caucasian. (laughs) See, it's not racist. It's not racist. Wow, there it is. Thanks again, (laughs) Adam Otten, for putting us in a weird position. Having to explain your weirdness. That was inspired by us. Uh, we thought we wouldn't have enough material for this show. I'm looking at this list. We got at least another hour in this. <laughs> Let's just push it. We'll just fucking take it to the limit. Like All that right. one band. Yes. Oh, I can't think. I, I can hear the song, but I can't come up with the band name. It's probably like... Band Books Week. I'm excited about uh, this thing I saw. I don't remember if it was Twitter or Facebook or kind of a combination of the two because he has a large presence on both. But did you see what Christopher Moore recently talked about? I, I did when you sent me a uh, <laughs> message that said, holy shit, man, or something along those lines. Like, how did we miss this? Oh, no, I think it is did um a bunch yeah. of times, like with a bunch of M's. Um, so I guess we could tell the listeners, Christopher Moore, uh, we've talked about a lot on the podcast. We reviewed two of his books, Sacre Blue and... The Serpent of Venice, but uh, Livius got me reading his books a long time ago, and I have since read everything of his. Oh, that's when we were going to... Okay. The Griff. Remember he had that graphic novel? Yes. We were thinking of reviewing that. Good thing we didn't. It wasn't that great. Um, (laughs) But his other books are fantastic. Stupidest Angel is one of my favorite books ever. Um, He tweet booked faced facey feeted. Feces. Uh, what? <laughs> fucking shit now books that guy. <laughs> he social media the other day that he, uh, a quote from uh, Bookie's writing, which is the sequel to one of my favorite Christopher Moore books, uh, A Dirty Job. And I think he even mentioned the title, but I don't remember what he said. Do you? No, no, I don't. But I am also very excited about this because I really liked um, A Dirty Job uh, more than some of the more recent stuff that we've read. Ooh, Dirty Job was just fantastic. It was like, yes. um, Did it have Minty Fresh, the character? 
Mm. Yeah, it had minty fresh in it. And those like weird, uh, there was like the the stuffed animals that were made out of like different animal parts and stuff, right? Yes. Am I thinking of the right thing? You were. God, that was such a good book. Anyway, so he recently quoted um, part of what he was writing as the, the the sequel to the dirty to a dirty job, and I just cannot be more excited about that. Yeah, definitely something we'll review here on the show. We may we may try to get Christopher Moore on again. We tried once before. Do you remember <laughs> that? This is on try. Yeah. We tried. Because I just wanted to hear Rob just blow somebody on this podcast for 45 <laughs> minutes. That's really what I wanted. I wanted for once to play like the cool guy. You know? And Rob just... Completely gush. Yes. That's I probably would. I mm-hmm. probably would, to be honest. But and and let's I mean, let's elaborate on try to get Christopher Moore on the on the on the podcast. Can you tell the the listeners what your approach was for this? I believe that I awkwardly asked him in emails and in person and got no real commitment. Um well I I know that awkwardly in person and in a gigantic line of, of people at a book signing, you said you should be on a podcast sometime as we were walking away and he was like, Sure. Yeah. And then there were several unanswered emails. And then he changed his email address. And he stopped calling. Yeah. yeah. So it's not looking good. No, 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 no. But you never know. So, so anyway. But yeah, very excited about that. I'm sure that'll be coming up sometime in 2015. And you'll um, be hearing us talk about it because I'll yeah. make that happen. While we are on the subject of upcoming stuff, apparently um, Peter Dinklage, he's uh... a... <laughs> oh, here comes, here comes. Bigotry. He is the actor um, that plays, I tell you, pretty goddamn good actor because he's very believable. He plays a dwarf on uh, <laughs> on Game of Thrones. I was trying to remember what his character's name is, and I can't, but he is the most entertaining part of that, of that show. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I stopped watching Game of Thrones. It was like three seasons. I didn't get a goddamn eye zombie, and I was like, fuck this show. Um, the Thicket, which we had an opportunity to review, and we passed on it. We, I think we actually may have been... Were we sent? We were actually sent a paper copy of that, right? Uh, were we? Yeah, I believe so. Really? Did you get I that? So. I didn't get that. I think you got it and gave it to me. Oh, because I don't have that. Okay, do you have it? I think I might. This is riveting podcasting. Oh, oh yeah. All my books are kind of sideways on the shelf. I'm, I'm looking at the, the bottom, the paper parts. So I can't see it. I'm pretty sure that you received it. And for some reason, we weren't going to review it. And you were like, hey, you like Lansdale? Here, take this book. All right. That might sound familiar. Yeah. So anyway, The Thicket, Joe Lansdale, which we did review his uh, Dead Man's Road. Yes. Yeah. The collection of freaky cowboy horror shit. Yes. All I can say is... Um, uh, having an actor that has become this well known and well loved, uh, you know, be attached to a film uh, of your books is is only going to do good things for Lansdale's career. Not that he needs it, but uh, he did recently have. Oh, what's the movie with the guy from Dexter in it? Cold in July. Cold in July. I have to check it out. Mm-hmm. But um, the, did you read uh, the at least the uh, the synopsis for or like what the the Dinklage, the the thicket is about. 
I did not. I think I did back when we were thinking about reviewing it, but that was a long time ago. I'm going to read this because it's, it sounds amazing. I don't know why we didn't read the book. Maybe we didn't read it because the cover looks terrible. All right, here's the synopsis of the book, at least. from uh, I actually just went to Wikipedia. Jack Parker thought he'd already seen his fair share of tragedy. His grandmother was killed in a farm accident when he was barely five years old. His parents have just succumbed to the smallpox epidemic sweeping the turn of the century East Texas, uh, orphaning him and his young sister Lula. Then a traveling group of bank robbers murder Jack's grandfather and kidnap his sister Lula. So Jack enlists the only people he can. A bounty-hunting dwarf named Shorty, a grave-digging son of an ex-slave named Eustace, and a street-smart woman for hire, street-smart woman for hire named Jimmy Sue, who's come into some very intimate knowledge about the bandits. Together, the ragtag group trail the group of criminals into the big thicket, where they hope to rescue Lula and collect the bounty on the heads of the bandits. Soon they discover... These are not your run-of-the-mill bank robbers. They are vicious and sadistic killers, and the prospect of rescuing Lula unharmed look bleak. I think we didn't review it because I just thought it was about a bush. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> As I worked today and I saw this dude with some really obvious hair plugs <clears throat> on his head that looked just... <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you just said really carrying him around like, in his pocket. It was just the weirdest thing. You said unruly bush, and I started talking about hair plugs because yeah. I just wanted to keep it, you know, keep it reasonable. So it was like this really precise line of hair, and very well, it, like it was laid out in a grid. I just couldn't stop looking at it. It was awful. It was, I, I hate it. Have you ever seen anybody with hair plugs? I have. It never looks. No. It it can't look good, right? No, no, but there are those like TV like ads where you know they do hair plugs and stuff, and it looks brilliant. Those people don't come to to my my work apparently. <sighs> Just the bad hair plugs. That's all I get. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Joe Land- <laughs> Lansdale, we cannot stay on topic tonight. It's impossible. No, no, we can't. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Cold in July. I don't know if that's hit like Netflix or if you can just like buy it on Amazon or whatever. But um, I'm guessing eventually it will be. So pretty excited about this thicket. I want to kind of go back and read it. And then I was thinking, man, if we get really, really low on that book came out in September. So it's like, but it was last year. So, oh <laughs> yeah. I was old. like, no, I'm pretty sure that had for a long time. Yeah. So, oh, well, it sounds exciting though. So I'm definitely going to watch the, uh, adaptation with Peter Dinklage. who's just like an amazing actor. Um, oh, you know what we didn't mention? Huh? I, I, I didn't even know that this was going to be a thing. So we did that reading, City Lit Books, right? Mm-hmm. And I know we did the live stream because somebody in, like, Switzerland watched it. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, thanks, guy in Switzerland whose name I can't remember. That was awesome. And, um, but you actually, I didn't realize you actually had, like, a recording recording of it. And apparently it's on YouTube. With, are you ready for this? Six views. <laughs> That's because we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I know. On the podcast, so. yet. Um, or shared a link anywhere, uh, except for on Facebook a little bit. But uh, I just have the first part, the Jack Gems part, up because I tried to upload uh, Richard Thomas, and he was obviously more than 15 minutes. And for some reason, they said I can only upload a 15-minute clip. Yeah, somebody email Rob and tell him what the problem is, because I know I see like half-hour stuff on YouTube all the time. Yeah, and I was defeated very easily on that front. I was like, well, it's not going to work. I got it. I'm, I'm out of here. And that was it. 
unlike I'm typically pretty, uh, you know, I, I, I persevere, but in this case, I just the first error message that, that came up, I just threw my hands up. I was like, I'm done with this. And then let me guess, you you cursed about um, Google, right? Um, I didn't have much good thinking about Google at the time. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of good thoughts for Google lately. So you could see Jack Gems. You could see me and Rob in case you've never actually seen us. Um, yeah. There's a video of Rob and myself. And um, you could see, did you watch the video yet? I did. I, 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 I didn't watch it like all the way through, but, you know, I clicked it and I kind of fast forwarded a little bit. I kind of skipped around a little bit. Um, quality was really good. Yeah. Did you like my little uh, titles and stuff? Yes. That was very, very well done, by the way. Caleb Ross would be proud if he watched or even heard us talking about it. That's true. But yeah, check us out. What's our ch- what's our channel? I threw book that. You podcast. That. I knew you wouldn't Imagine. be ready. Yeah, it's book podcast. Google could you in YouTube dot com backslash book podcast. Not only though will you see Jack Gems read her weird twin sister story and um, uh, the styling and profiling of the book boys, but you know who else is in that video? Not not on camera, but off camera. The oh. pie thief. The pie thief. Yeah, because she introduces the whole thing. Teresa, the city lit books. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, really good at running a bookstore. Even better at stealing your pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and of course, can't be identified. She's not in the video. <laughs> uh, you'll we, see her walking yeah, down the street and be like, "That's her." We thought at the we thought at the time she was just being a little naive about like the live reading part, like the recording, the live streaming, but. I think she's just a really well, like, she's a smart criminal. Yeah, notice, she never appears on camera. She was, I'd go so far as to call her a smooth criminal. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Man, if we uh, did intro music, that would totally yep. be it. Thum, 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 thum. Um, but, you know what? We suggested that AAA look into the whole thing. And uh, he did apparently apparently called the bookstore. Yep, and uh, of course because that's what he does, he shared the recording of it with us. So without further um, blathering, here is the third appearance of AAA in this episode uh, with uh, with the results of his investigation of the pie theft. Booked him in here with another incredible call from Booked Industries. Excuse me? JG booked him in here with another incredible call from Booked Industries. I'm sorry, who is this? JG booked him in here with another incredible Okay, okay. How may I help you, Mr. Bilderberg? I would very much like to speak with. This is she. Good! Not. According to my records, on September the 5th, you signed for a package addressed to the Booked Podcast. Yes, I remember. Well, that package contained precious cargo, a platter of rare, uncut pie chows. Sir, I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't have time to play games. Games? Games? Is it a game to steal someone else's meal? Is it a game to deprive poor skinny Livius of his mid-reading nourishment? Is it a game to buy up fictional real estate under the guise of a land baron's pewter thimble? Well, the last one sort of sounds like Monopoly. Let's get down to brass text. 
If that plenty of pie shares isn't delivered to its rightful owners in a timely fashion, I will file a claim against you for the low, low price of one fifty nine ninety nine. What a bargain. Roger, get off the line. What an absurd figure. How did you even come up with that? Well, the pie shares were twenty nine ninety nine. What? It, an extra thirty for shipping and handling, and the last hundred is for pain and suffering and wannabe food. Listen, I don't know anything about wallabies or pie chows or any of this. My lunch break is almost over, and I need to get back to running my business. Oh, what's for lunch then? Pie chow, choke, choke. <coughs> I'm choking. I'm choking. <coughs> prank call. Prank call. Well, Roger. Seems like we've solved the mystery of the missing pie chairs. What a c Well, there you have it. Uh, I don't know if I condone the language. <laughs> yeah, I, I condone the language. I know you do. <laughs> You're the apologist. Yeah, I uh, I just don't... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's going to get us that pie. That's all I'm saying. At this point, I don't think I'd eat the pie because I think the shelf life of pie is uh like i don't know like 3.14 days uh that's way beyond that i'm still a little upset all the book nerds out there are just going he said life of pie get it yep i got it uh, yeah i wouldn't eat that pie now either i i've eaten other pies since then though <laughs> have I, you i have <laughs> i've eaten some pie i've had some cake <laughs> Lots of other sweets. The biggest, all right. The biggest thing to make sure that you can eat your your uh, baked goods, don't send them to City Lid Books. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, there's that. But um, speaking of which, like I said, you can hear the Pie Thief introduce um, during the the Jack Gems reading, uh, which is on the YouTube The Book channel, which we have put so much time and effort into. Um, please subscribe. You never know. There might be like 22 other 15-minute clips that Rob puts up there. <laughs> but that's not the only video. I mean, it's not like that's the only video on there. No, no, it's not. And, all right, you know, the City Lib books, you know, anybody could have walked in and sat there. But there's another little piece of video that's fairly exclusive that's on there. And the standout thing about this video is it has absolutely no Livius in it. <laughs> It's amazing. That it's, it's possible. Out. It's yeah, possible. Yeah. I, I found out. This motherfucker edited me completely out of that video. Because <laughs> in the original, I was sitting right next to him, in front of him sometimes, talking over him, like I do on this podcast. And this motherfucker, like, sometimes I listen to the episodes, I go, man, that was a weak edit right there. But his video editing is holy shit, because I'm completely not in this video. I George lucas you right out of that fucking oh video. God, man, unbelievable work you did there. But that's not what's important. Well, let's be honest. The content, what you're actually bringing to the people. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And, of course, again, it's our one of our best friends of the podcast, Mr. David James Keaton. His book, The Last Projector, which is coming out on Halloween of this year, 2014. Um, I had a little bit of a, a reveal. We got a super special um, limited, un, like limited in as much as it just came to Livius and I, edition of the 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 uh, digital version of the last projector so what you will see if you tune in is rob handsome rob who has edited me completely out of this video um holding the only 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 existing copy of uh so not only will you see the cover but you will see something that you will never ever be able to put your hands on <laughs> <laughs> 
Which we love doing. Let's tell them about this book that we published that nobody can fucking ever read. Let's show them this cover they can never touch. Yep. But it's the animated cover of The Last Projector. And how awesome is it of David James Keaton to put that in the hands of Booked? That's right. An animated cover of an ebook. That doesn't happen, man. No, no. You know what? And it will down the line. Light years ahead of its time right now. Yeah, this is the future. We're, we've, we're like Marty McFly or Doc Brown or some shit. This is the future. That's all I'm saying. Who the hell are those people? What'd they write? You never watch Back to the Future, right? No, I've never <laughs> Damn watched Damn it, why do I keep making Back to the Future references? I'm just know. wasting all of our time. Listen, um, you make enough of them that actually knew who Marty McFly was. <sighs> to throw it out there. It's like every time someone... If you ever have a work event... I don't know. Your work people are different than mine. Apparently, well, that was understand. racist. I don't even understand how this works. But like, people were like called up on stage, and then there was always some sports reference made to the point where I was starting <laughs> to like. I asked the guy next to me, I was like, "Does he have something to do with the Green Bay Packers? Is he a player?" <laughs> like, I don't understand the relevance of like, yeah. oh, so and so, you know, from Wisconsin. Oh, you know, what happened to the Packers today? Like, the guy had like he's the coach. Like he was going to come up there to the podium and say something. I don't understand sports fans. Oh, no. That happened to me, too, though. Like, there was one of our meetings where it was like they were doing trivia and it was all sports related. And I was like, the answer is sports. Yeah. So every time someone said something, they'd be like, oh, hey, man, do you know the score of the, the Bears game? And I'd look at him and I go, that's football, right? Mm-hmm. And like the people who don't know me were like really confused. Like they oh, weren't man. really sure. Yeah. See, people who didn't know me were like, yeah, you're a dick. People who didn't know me were like, yeah, you get that weird look like they're not sure if I'm messing with them or not. Yeah. I kind of shrug and walk away because I don't really have anything to say to sports fans. I was at a meeting on a recent Sunday and there was a bunch of people wearing, I'm, a, I'm guessing they're football jerseys. <laughs> and I, I completely innocently, out of just 100% natural curiosity, looked at someone and I said, why is everybody wearing like sports jerseys? And they looked at me angrily and said, "It's fucking Sunday." Oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Which I mean, to them as sports people is an answer, but to me, I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's Sunday." Yeah, yeah you're right about that. What's with the jerseys? Yeah. Dude, Turns out that's think, a big day for football. Thinking you and I are sitting like at a coffee shop at some point, people walk by and they're like, "Oh, look, I think those guys have books." Like like the same kind of reaction. Like, <laughs> they, what are those guys? What are those things those guys have on the table? Yeah, I was like, I think they're books. It's like a like weird looking magazine. Them. Yeah, uh, sports. Awful sports. Anyway, last projector. The <laughs> exclusive copy. Um, the only place you can see it is on YouTube on the book podcast channel, which really makes it sound like we're taking a run at this book podcast channel thing, right? It's that no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Me. It's gonna be like. It's going to be like the bonus podcast footage. Yeah, I'm hoping. I can't wait that we have like 25 views on there. So we can put that puppy to bed too. Yeah, but look at how many views the uh, the first, the Jack Gems book, or uh, the Jack Gems reading has. How many? Oh, you're not on there still? No, no, I'm not on it currently. It's like in the 50s. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah when I looked like the day you sent me the link or I saw it on Facebook or whatever, I was like, yeah, there's like six. All right. This is good. Up to the uh, 54. There you go. And there Perfect. Was, thank you very much. Seven views. Unless you 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 going to the channel just changed it to seven. There's seven views of the uh, last projector thing. Oh, there you go. 
Listen, that means uh, we start collecting that, that fucking YouTube money, right? We're going to get like nine cents, man. Yeah, no, I think you actually have to. One of my coworkers does uh, YouTube videos where he plays some, um, like a turn based game of some sort. And uh, sounds amazing. 8,000 8, in 30 days is the, um, I guess, the, the point where you could apply to be like an affiliate. So what you're telling me is that we're never going to make money on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I'm guaranteeing you we never make a penny on YouTube. All right. That's it. Throw my arms up. I was right. Fuck Google. Yeah. 8,000 and then you can apply and then you start getting the checks for like $1.19 or whatever. I don't know if that's a that's a good return on investment there. I wish you asked Caleb Ross. Yeah. Second he is, time. He's he is YouTube up. rich. He is YouTube rich. He's gonna put the with a cute little kid through school. Um all on his uh on his YouTube monies. No, he's not. Poor kid. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. Poor he's Jameson. High school, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? That's I've gone way over our limit. Yeah. That's all. I, I think that's all we got for tonight. I really liked re. I really liked looking back and seeing the original letter before the podcast started, and seeing how, with the with the very you know glaring exception of this episode, how closely we actually got to the, the vision, uh, the original vision, which I think is pretty awesome. Hey, do you think we're gonna review a book next time? Uh, I'm not gonna make any promises. I still have like uh, 318 pages to go. Yeah. So. I'm guessing so. This buys us a little bit of time, so probably going to be reading the supernatural elephants uh, for the next episode. (laughs) I finished it, and I refuse to share any of my thoughts with you. Good. That's. I mean, well, I hope you do in the next episode. Yes, in the next episode. You missed your opportunity. I will not talk about this book. Right. (laughs) I talked about it a couple nights ago by myself for an hour done you can edit rob but rob take me out of video i'll take him out of podcast like <laughs> just an episode with just you floating out there in the world all right all right then well i guess that's gonna wrap it up for this very rambling but i hope at least somewhat entertaining episode interlude episode of booked until next time i'm rob olson and i'm livius nedden keep bleeding <laughs>